0: Kest. Boo. I'm a ghost. Hello and ghost to you too. Um there's an army of me here because this is the army of ghosts, because we're ghosting. And who who's ghosting with me today in ghost you ghost cast? You can hear that. Uh, no, you start. You start coming in and out as well. Oh, um,
1: sorry. I am <laughs> Michelle and surprise. This is a Dalek episode
0: two. Oh no. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yes. It's a yeah. Dalek episode. Uh, for better and for worse, it is. Um. But yeah, this is Potter who I'm talking about. Ghosts and Daleks and S- Cybermen cast Um But yeah, Army of Ghosts, Doomsday Series 2 finale, broadcast The 1st and the 8th Of July, 2006 Uh, World Cup 2006 in full swing at this point Um As evidenced by famous Radio Times Covers where Cybermen and Daleks pose with footballs Uh <laughs> Yeah, very um, by Graham Harper, where we talked about. Well, actually, did we? Because we we lost we lost that episode. Remember, we we did like a, a right. two-parter episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> how long will how long will Dalek Michelle keep this up? <laughs> I, I don't know, actually,
1: because. <laughs> I, I don't know how much the voice is working because I
0: can't hear myself. Um, it's not really working, but it's. Okay, it's I will <laughs> I will turn it off now. Here we go. How about now? That's better. Um, but yeah, we uh, we we, we kind of spoke about him, Graham Harper, in that episode. That we lost the two parter, but uh, hopefully we'll mm-hmm. figure out a way to get it, get it back before it goes out. But uh, written by Russell T Davies as well. Um, so the gist of this one is that the doctor and Rose learn that Cybermen are posing as ghosts and jumping across the void on with a special group of Daleks with the help of Torchwood. Rose ends up being trapped in Pete's world after sending the Cybermen and Daleks back into the void, and then the doctor's moping around, and Catherine Tate shows up. Um, so, <sighs> Yeah. My, so th- this, this is a big one, obviously. Yeah. For all reasons, I think, and this is this is really my whole take on this one is that. Please, so I, I'm her- so curious. Yeah. I'm so curious. So, for better or for worse, this breaks the show and uh-huh. the spinoffs because they introduce this big, you know, cyber innovate the Earth through ghosts across the entire planet. Uh, Daleks come in, um, and every finale after that until I'd say series five, well, series five kind of no. series five has the big bang. What are you talking about? Yeah. Series five kind of fixes, (laughs) fixes a lot of the problems this this creates. Um, I'd say, well, exception of series, series, series six and series seven, every finale after this, well, I suppose, and series 12 gets very big,
1: arguably too big. Um, no, 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 well, no. no. Well, series 12 uh, finale it, gets big. What is Series 7's th- finale?
0: Series 7 finale is... Um, Name of the Doctor. Of the Doctor which, that is you know, big.
1: Well, in, in terms
0: of his stakes, yes, but in terms of the planetary stakes, so like, say, this one, obviously, you know, Worldwide Carnage. Series 3, Worldwide Carnage. Series 4, Worldwide Carnage. Series 5, Universal Carnage. Series 6, um, kind of like... I suppose Worldwide Carnage, but it's kind of reduced. Series 7, Personal Carnage. Series 8, Worldwide Carnage again, kind of. Not really, but kind of. Series 9, Personal Carnage, I suppose. Series 10, uh, Personal Carnage again. Uh, Series 11...
1: Your idea's breaking up a little bit. Oh, God. Um... Let, me, let me continue. Enough? Series 11, series 11. Uh, kind of, ha- it,
0: it implies worldwide carnage, but it never shows it because for no, some reason. No, but series
1: 11 is uh, the battle of long name
0: thing, right? Yes, but at the but the whole, the, the big villainous plan in that is that he's going to use planets to destroy Earth and they start firing a beam at Earth, but they never show what's happening on the planet Earth. They only show the beam hitting Earth and then the beam that stops with any kind of like... Explanation. of this is what happened to the planet, we'll, we'll get there. And then series twelve is personal carnage, but and this is a spoiler now for you specifically. Yeah, torture. Torture series one ends with what is arguably the strangest possible choice they can make for a show like that in terms of the finale, how big the finale goes. Um, series two, I I believe is because I haven't seen it. At all. Series two, I think, is more personal. Series three is obviously arguably breaks the world even more <laughs> as the series four. Um, Sarah Jane Adventures is kind of lower stakes as well. K9 who even no one's ever seen K9, so they can't argue either way if, it, mm-hmm. if, it, if it's broken or not. Uh, class is personal stakes, but it kind of feels like the show and its spin-offs have to keep up in the ante for every finale after this. Which I mean like as a child, like as I, I think I said to you before, I said to you before, but not on it didn't get to the to air. Um when this when Army of Ghosts first aired, I was um I mean like we all knew the Cybermore back because they spoil it in the next time trailer for Fear Her. Yeah. Well on yeah in Fear Her. Um and it's kind of obvious as well. because they revealed like maybe 15 minutes into the episode at the back but when that when that void ship opens and the four daleks lift out i i was in the kitchen and i got up i was screaming i ran out into the hallway did a knee slide um (laughs) because i was i was nine years old then so i was was fairly agile uh (laughs) compared to now where i'm not but i did a knee slide Uh, On wooden flooring onto a carpet, burnt my knees up, but no, I didn't care because this was huge. But like watching it back now, it kind of, it's a bit much.
1: Absolutely. Holy shit. Sorry to jump on, but part two of this is a mess. Oh my god! And then they bring on the people from Army of from uh from the Peace Universe, and it becomes even more of a mess. <laughs> it's like insane. It just doesn't stop. It's like how big can this get?
0: It my problem as well is that the Cult of Scarro as an idea have never interested me that much because I, I feel like you don't really need to make special dialects. Their dialects they don't need to be.
1: Do they come back?
0: They do. They come back next season and then there's the whole running thread of next season and 2 Parker, they're back and then Dalek Khan or Dalek James Khan, as I like to call him, comes back again after that and brings Davros back for series four, which is how Davros comes back. But they, they as a concept kind of just don't interest me. They're a bit too much. Um, The, the famous Dalek Cybermen uh, showdown in the hallway which everyone loves. I really don't like because I feel like it's just kind of whatever the, the show always does this with Cybermen, which is like, they say like Cybermen, they don't have emotion. They don't have anything. They're very uniform. And then they do, they have scenes where that like in you, like if you're watching the five doctors, you'll see this or any fifth doctor, Cybermen story. They have, the, they have like the segment saying like excellent or well done, which is in itself an expression of emotion, which I would argue is also what happens when the, when the Cybermen the sassing off the Dalek and the Daleks are sassing off the Cybermen. It kind of just feels a bit too much. It feels a bit silly. Um it's this kind of I don't know it's as you say, it's it's a huge mess, I think, the second part. The first part I think does well in kind of gradually building up to this stuff. And it's funny as well, the um like like the T V montage of Ghosts on East or, or Coronation Street, I can't which one it is. Ghosts on like chat shows, um, like all that stuff. I think is fun. I think, um, the Cyberman stuff is kind of interesting. It feels like it's it's kind of ha- it had to happen because there's a whole thing of bringing back your recurring villain. Um, but like the Dalek stuff, it just feels kind of like a, it's it's. To, to use another term, it's like putting too much paprika on a sandwich. Um, but in a more kind of this is a bit too much and then some sense. Um, but
1: yeah. I was watching this... Um... And I was thinking about it. I was like I was, I was watching it and I was like like what is this trying to do? And I feel like this is kind of the reason why this feels so impossibly big and so unnecessarily big is because this is the departure of the entire Rose side of the cast. And I feel like there was this idea of like okay, Rose is leaving, which is big because I felt like the show got over, the show got over Eccleson leaving. But for many people, the, I, I felt like they were they were keenly aware that many people were actually connecting more to Rose than with the Doctor, just by the very nature of most of the audience being younger and. Most of the audience being very online, being very female. They were like, okay, we're saying goodbye to our first companion, which is our point of view character, which is our way that people connect with the doctor. So we got to give her a big goodbye. If this was like a personal goodbye, the way that, you know, when Martha leaves on series 3, it's like she doesn't leave. She doesn't save the world and all that. But when she actually leaves, it's just like, a, uh, I can't do this. Goodbye. You know, if that was how they said goodbye, to Rose, I think they were afraid that this was going to ruin things for that for them and so they felt like they had to do like a big goodbye to rose and that's why the opening of the episode is like this is the story of how i died this is the story this i'm rose this is the story of how i died even though rose doesn't really get to do much in this episode she just kind of watches for until the end
0: you know yeah yeah it's very much a kind of strange idea of how to give a companion a send-off like Jackie does more than Rose in this, I would say. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so it's kind of like because of the fact that they were saying goodbye to the companion, they thought, okay, this needs to be a big goodbye. I felt like that kind of ruined the episode as a whole and really brought it down to me. When the when the Daleks when the Daleks come in, oh god, the Daleks come in, and then the alternate universe people come in, and it's like. The only consistent thread that I think had a really good payoff was the 3D glasses, but ironically enough, they had a good payoff because he didn't keep calling attention to it. It was just the doctor putting on 3D glasses, and he thought that's a funny quirk. And then the third, fourth time it happened, you go like, "Why is he doing it?" And then at the end, it was like, "Oh, that's why he's doing it." That's a really good payoff. But otherwise, he was like, "All right, here's Pete's world." Oh, by the way. Uh, our world is getting hotter. Oh, that's because of the hole—the hole that brought on by the sphere—and then the Cyberman got into the hole too, and and then they got into the universe. And then there's the void stuff, and also there's James, and and then there's like uh, uh Rose and Rose and, and Jack, and Jack has this moment with Pete and, Pete and Peter. And it's like, oh, it's just like, oh my God, please stop! I just literally like just calm down, calm Don't the fuck it. down.
0: Don't forget the the crying Cyberman. Um. Duvall that Hartman. was actually
1: something I really liked. Yvonne Hartman I- <laughs> was really good. I really liked it as a character.
0: Yeah, she's good, but like that, that whole Cyberman scene where she's like, I did for Queen Country and then blast them to so whatever, I feel like is again Munda's point where it's like like I, I, I get it, but it's just like it's
1: a bit I liked too it much. though. I liked it because it was one of the few moments of character that really connected with me. Because this whole episode is so obsessed with plot, you know, character gets lost. And so you have these very few character moments, like the character moment with Jackie and Pete, and then you have this one, and that's it. Everyone else are just like machines for plot. And it's like, uh, okay, I, I guess, I guess it's fun to watch this much plot. But at the same time, it's like, it's, you don't really watch this show for the plot, you watch it for the characters, you know?
0: Um, speaking of stuff, I suppose we should talk about that scene, the farewell, um, we're at the end on the beach. Um, I feel like, I feel like that works. I think that's a, I think that's a good scene. Um, it's, it's kind of, I know it's a bit, it's a lot in terms of energy and stuff. But I think it it it, it does work it's as a a farewell. It's kind of a nice cap on things. Obviously, then they repeat it again uh, years later. But still, um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I I, I as you said, the, the fact that like this is ostensibly Rose's farewell, and then she's kind of in and out. Until those last few moments where she falls off. Well, she didn't fall off. She pulls the lever back and then Pete jumps in. Like, there is really a a strange sense of them not, not really utilizing the character in a, a way that would befit their sending off. I don't know. Um,
1: it also comes back to, like... Like, where do you land on the whole, like, the debacle the over whether or not the doctor was going to say, I love you, you know?
0: He, I, he was, I'd say. But, like, it's still. No, but where was, like,
1: do you it's... land on, on the fact, that, like, what do you think about that? that they, that's what they were implying. I, I, to be
0: honest with you, I never really thought, thought about it. I, 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 when I was younger, I probably cared about it, but, like, <laughs> I'm older now. Um, but it was really a sense of, you know, it's. Obviously, it's just it's the way that these characters developed. Um, obviously, it's I think it's necessary for this 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 incarnation of the Doctor as well to have the idea that he was he was in love with companion. It just so much as that, like by by the end of his his run, you get the sense of like he's really kind of still hasn't recovered from this one moment do i think that doctor companion romances should be a thing um i think if you can make it work you can try it but i don't think it's a, a thing you can really make work properly properly um and i'm kind of i'm kind of grateful for the fact that they didn't try it again really um after this they kind of you know they, they obviously hint towards it that um with kind of Martha side of things next season, and then obviously then in series four, they kind of
1: no. Do but whatever. every time after yeah. that is one sided. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's all right. It's not like a, a deal break or anything, but I don't know.
1: I just, I can't, I. I just like. It's funny because I'm the I think I've said in this podcast before that I would like to see a more romantic doctor. But I feel like there's a very common association of romantic with um sexual, which is what I think happened here. Where it's like the only way we can imagine that the doctor says I love you to Rose is because he wants to bang her or something like that, or or, or has something or has sexual feelings for her. Which is something I think is weird because then you kind of get into the age thing, and it's like he's a thousand years old, she's twenty—kind of weird. Uh, yeah. But the but the but then my biggest problem with it is that it kind of deflates every previous doctor compa- and for doctor companion relationship. If, if you make it so that, like, this is the biggest love of his life, and I'm like, this is the biggest love of his life? Like, Rose? Not Sarah Jane? Not any of the other? Like, I if you told me I had one big love, and it was Sarah Jane, I get that. Absolutely. If you told me that the doctor loved Sarah Jane, and he wanted to be with her, but then didn't do that, I don't know what the age difference between Tom Baker and Elizabeth Sladen was. I assume the difference between John Pertwee and Elizabeth Sladen was bigger, but I would buy that. You know, I would definitely buy that. Rose, I don't know. It just never really worked for me as a like. It never really connect. I guess it's because this is the first post time war incarnation. You know, like it's been so long since then that that justification doesn't work anymore. So that's that's why it doesn't. It didn't really work for me. I guess it's one of those things. They're like, if I watched this in two thousand six, it might have worked better. But right now, twenty twenty one, it just comes across as like, okay, on to the next season. You know, that's it. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I you don't know. It's
0: it's just it's, uh, I don't know. There, like, there are finales that I I dislike more than this one. Um, next season. Oh God! Uh, don't even get yeah. me into it. Uh, next season finale, I don't like. Um, I kind of, I go, I'm hot and cold on series four's finale. Um, just whatever series fives, I like. Um, well, it doesn't really matter, but like, it's it's just one of those episodes where, like, I watch Army of Ghosts. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is there's there's juice to this. This is good. Um, you know, this has something. And then I watched him say, I'm like, this is kind of this is just a lot of and then this happened and then this happens and then this happens and then this happens and then before you know it we're we're in the last scene with Catherine Tate and we're done. But I don't know, it's um yeah, it's it's just it's just it's a bit of a messy one. Um
1: but yeah, I don't know. It's messy and honestly, isn't that what you should hope for? That it's messy in the way that it it's some kind of feeling towards us from us as opposed to I've, I've I mean, grown yeah, I've I, grown I, I, sour I, on the Timeless Children ever since I watched this. When I watched the Timeless Children, I was like, whatever. I don't really care. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh I was just thinking about it. Somebody sent me this like five-hour YouTube video critique on on the chibnall era and they were like no this has some really good points it's like i totally agree with you i'm just not gonna watch it because i don't <laughs> have five hours but then i thought if you david put out a five-hour video i would put definitely watch yeah. it
0: i'll put a five-hour video out on um why fear her is good and then then the whole i would world watch
1: will... a five-hour video on why fear her is good like a, like uh a, mm-hmm. well, what's the yeah. name the action button guy what's his name couldn't tell you we should do we should do that five hours on, on fear her uh no we should not that sounds insane
0: but before you done 19 minutes on fear you can do another four hours and 40 minutes
1: i do i the one thing i want to uh one thing i want to say one point i do i don't like what the cybermen become in this episode like the lead and the whole marching noise it's just yeah. like they try to make them like the daleks
0: my yeah, that's a problem I have in general with them. Is that like they're never really utilised in a very interesting way? They always come to come like foot soldiers, which I would argue goes back to the classic series as well. There's all there's always the problem they have of they just become robots, essentially. Um, especially here when they feel that there's a scene missing where they team up with because we get the we get the scene of the doctor being like I don't have a white flag, I've I've an A4 sheet of paper. And then suddenly they're on the Doctor's side and they're, they're fighting the Daleks as well. Yeah, yeah. It just feels. It feels like. It feels kind of weird. Like as well. Like I mean, they don't come back obviously until. Ali and Nuff don't come back until the specials, um, and the next Doctor is a mess with regards to what what happens with the Cybermen in that episode.
1: Is there a good um, new Who's Cyberman story?
0: There is. I think there's. I mean. I mean, World Enough and Time and the Doctor Falls. I think. Oh, intr- fuck! You're right. Yes. Yeah, that that's that's the point where they really nail what it is, and then uh, the the Lone Wait. Cyberman. Ca- thing Sorry, I of, had to do that. <sighs> <laughs> the Lone Cyberman thing kind of has a bit of gas to it, and and then it completely disintegrates almost immediately, but.
1: The Cybermen, what you don't think the cyber lords are a cool idea?
0: I don't know. It's just it's a, it's one of those things where it's like
1: if someone does a survive hour video on the cyber lords, I will watch it though. The, the The problem is that like
0: the Cybermen's whole thing is like they 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 come in like they're inevitable across all worlds. It will always happen, which I think is a really cool idea for a villain. It's like no matter what happens, this will always happen. The problem is. Writers tend to be like oh yeah they do that but they also they, they they walk around like robots and they fire guns that's 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 our idea like nightmare and silver like you watch them like that and like they're, they're just walking around um going really fast killing people um closing time again they're just kind of... well they cut they kind of half upgrade James Gordon unfortunately go the whole way but it's it, like there's no Damn it, Cyberman! You could have saved us. (laughs) The the whole problem is just that, like, writers don't really seem to get the the man part of Cyberman. They only see the cyber part, like, oh, it's a robot. They don't really think, oh, it's a robot who wants you to become a robot as well. Um, And as we'll see in uh, Torchwood, um, spoiler again for Torchwood, there's an episode called Cyberwoman in series one where we get like a direct repercussions of what happened in these two episodes. But even there, it kind of feels a bit like we're thrown to one side where yeah, the Cybermen will put them to one side and we'll, we'll deal with them another their day. But yeah, I feel like the, the Dalek problem is very present throughout most of the villains, like beyond the Daleks in like. I mean, in they had the whole thing of like, do you know that in Classico, they couldn't use the Daleks for like almost 10 years because Terry Nation wanted to make a Dalek TV show? So right. they they refused to let the BBC use the rights. So in the second Doctor era, you have things like the Crotons and the Quarks. Um, you have the Mechanoids since the first Doctor's era. All these attempts to kind of make a new Dalek so they wouldn't have to like deal with the idea of, you know, not having the Daleks be the big villain, and I feel like in the new series as well, there was this whole sense of like um, villains. Kind of come, huh? yeah, Toclafane, exactly, with, yeah, exactly. The Toclafane becoming kind of like Toclafane. You have like all these different villains that kind of become this new attempt at like a villain who has the stature and the menace of the Daleks that that invariably get run to the ground. Like the Weeping Angels, or just don't have the staying power that people think they will have, and it ends up becoming a, a bit of a, a bit of a problem, especially when you keep bringing the Daleks back, and they keep kind of having diminishing returns because they're gonna, they, they become robots as well, essentially. Um, but yeah, um, I, yeah, I don't really have anything else. Um,
1: you no, know, I yeah. So. Of course, we watched already. *Asia Steel* and *Rise of Cyberman*. Of course, we watched it, and I'm not saying we didn't watch it, but let's imagine that we didn't watch it yet. Well, if I remember any, go. because we did, we, ob- we obviously did. If there's anything I remember from that series is that from that episode is that they reframed the Cyberman as like the the creation of a man obsessed with, like, with like, um ridding himself of, of like, he was in a wheelchair, John Lumick was in a wheelchair, and he wanted to be perfect, right? Which is a very 2006 idea of what a Cyberman could be. But I feel like right now, we could make a new Cyberman concept, couldn't we? Like, I feel like right now, we are at a point in our relationship to technology, similar to the point that we were when the Cyberman were created as, like, this realization of the fears of mechanization, all that. Like, I feel like there's something about the Cyberman that could be used. And I thought of that because there's that line where he's like, um, Cyberman will strip all inequalities, you know? Cyberman will strip you of sex and race and color and creed. And there is something alluring about the idea of true equality, it almost makes you think, like, you could bring the Cybermen back. If the idea is that any universe you're in eventually will lead to, lead to the Cyberman. there is an idea about, like, what about a universe where they actually want to be Cybermen, but the Doctor is like, you can't do this because it's a natural. like, But they're like, yeah, but, like, what is the alternative to continue living this piss-poor life? We want to be Cybermen. You know, that could be a fun idea it's a fun way for you to take it but the reality is that they're probably just gonna have the Cybermen show up and be like delete or something delete I,
0: delete delete. Um, excellent um if there's anything else i want to introduce something if there's any, if they have no other um things to say about this uh this two freema of- ajiman is in this episode she is and because she's in this episode um Orchid likes her so much, her performance. He, he thinks it's so great that when it comes time to replacing Billy Piper, he says, "I remember Freema was good in this episode. Um, hello, Freema. I'm on the phone to you now. Do you want to be doing an audition for the new companion?" Which is how it happens. Um, and of course, you get that really weird line of, "Oh yeah, my cousin was was with that, a that torture when, when I went down," which made all our cousins look identical to us. Um,
1: I have a cousin that's identical to me I'm black and he's white identical <laughs> um, but anyway do you want to, if, if you want to move on to this,
0: this new this new segment
1: I, uh, wait, I do want to have one last thing to say mm-hmm. thank god bluetooth headphones are no longer a thing thank oh. god because watching them with those bluetooth headphones would be like I'm so glad we got over that I'm so happy because those are fucking stupid. They look so awful. I remember when everyone was like, this is the future.
0: I do wonder how, like, say, like a 19 year old watching these, I mean 19, like a 15 year old watching these episodes for the first time, seeing like CRT TVs and Bluetooth headsets and like Uh, those old kind of mobile phones,
1: had had they had their like. (laughs) There's the question. I honestly don't think. Well, first of all, like we gotta admit, here's the thing we we need to admit: Doctor Who, the last time Doctor Who was mainstream popular was in 2013, and ever since then it's been on a decline. I don't think it's because of Moffat or Chibna or whatever. I just think people grew up, and Doctor Who, because Doctor Who is a family show, you know, some in some respects it grew up, in some respects it didn't. I think that if Doctor Who had say done more spin-offs that audience might have been maintained but they didn't do it so that's up to them but because Doctor Who has been that popular I guess my question is like do people who start watching Doctor Who now do they watch the old the the, the old new series episodes because you don't need to watch them if you wanted to just start with the 13 doctor you could do it do they treat it the way that some of us treat classic who episodes like uh, I don't want to watch. Stupid Claw. That's boring, you know. Do they do that?
0: I might mean, I don't know. I mean, like the problem as well is that it's never really been accessible. Like, obviously, it's on HBO Max now, but before this, like, I don't know about the. I think it might have been was it the Brit Box exclusive until HBO Max in the US? I know. I think classico. U- yeah, because in the UK and Ireland and stuff, in like up to uh, I think twenty, it might have been. It's 20, I think moving like up until this January, it was on Netflix. And then they took it off Netflix. Like, like, Series 1 to... I think they're up to Series 10. Series 1 to 10, they took off Netflix um, because Britbox picked it up. So I think it's, there's a whole problem of, like, if even if you want well, to get into it now, the accessibility is you you pay however, many, um, however much it is for... HBO Max or how much it is for, uh, you know, Box. and also to be quite honest with you, I don't think a lot of people, like a lot of kids, know how to pirate things anymore. So there is a sense of like, they're not going to be able to see episodes full stop unless they're gonna they're paying, you know, money they may not might not have to stream these episodes. But you, I, you know- I do, yeah, I don't, know. I, I think there is a sense of like they, and I know a lot of people say like, skip to series five. So it would be surprised if people just skip to series five or even just, just watching series eleven and twelve or something, you know, mm-hmm. instead.
1: I I think it's like I don't know if I ever talked about this, but I remember I used to watch uh I watched Community when it came out. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And I remember Community When it came out, it was popular the way that like some shows are popular now where if you found somebody talking about it, on the, you could find people on the internet talking about it really easy, but in real life it was impossible. And then Community put, was put on Netflix during the quarantine, like last year, and suddenly everyone knew about Community. And it's it made me realize, like, if something is not on Netflix, people don't know about it, you know? People just don't know that it exists. I was in a television writing class, and we were talking about Seinfeld and with undergrads, and there were undergrads who had never seen Seinfeld, and it's like, you, you want to get into television writing, you want at least to watch a few episodes of Seinfeld. And they're like, yeah, we're going to try, and then a couple weeks later, it's like, we just couldn't find it because it's not on Netflix. And I'm like, that's sad, you know? <laughs> that is absolutely sad. That is why I make a point of buying home media. Um, I bought the complete David Tennant collection. And I've got my eyes on the complete Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi collection. By the way, where's the complete Christopher Alcosa collection? It's just one series. Yeah, I know, but let me dream. Okay. Uh, I'm really scared. I hope that Doctor Who lives on, not forever, but for a long time. But I really, I love this show. Even in its low points, I love this show. And the thought of one day waking up and seeing the news like, Doctor Who is canceled, there's just no audience. And... It's not. there's not going to be another TV uh, series. That's really sad to me because there's no other show like this on television. And there still isn't. It's a TV show, like, looking back on series two, like, one week we're having this horror story with werewolves. The other we're having this treatise on, like, industrialization and the advance of phones and social media. And the other week we're having this episode about Satan. And then we're having this episode about having blowjobs with a person whose head is on a slab. Like, what other show is going to give you that? There's no show that's going to give you that. And I fear there will be a day where this show ends, because this show is not built for our current era of media consumption. It's just not. It does yeah. not, it cannot coexist with streaming. And I hope the BBC finds a way to survive this. I really do hope it does. Anyway, you were saying
0: <laughs> little, little inside baseball um i put together my notes on the notes app on my phone and i usually like i uh, i have like a space with the game and uh maybe two hours ago i was on my phone and i was like oh i don't have a game <laughs> have a game set for this but i realized it's much more interesting so instead of a game i'm going to ask you a question which i will answer after you answer Okay. Which is, have you ever seen a ghost?
1: Give you just a second. Your audio is breaking.
0: That's that's a ghost. Um,
1: <laughs> that is a ghost. Oh shit! Uh,
0: what, what, wait, hang on. I, I, We're we're going through some kind of um, some kind of wormhole. What? Um, oh no! Oh, uh, ah. uh, uh,
1: I'm Michelle, the host of Hot Podcast, the 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 podcast covering all twenty-seven seasons of the classic TV show Doctor Who. And with me today we have. Wow, that's that's the sound
0: they make in this episode. Hi, I'm. David, mm-hmm. um, thank you for having me back on after what happened last time, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I'm, so- I'm sorry that happened. Um, I don't know what happened. I, I pressed a button or something, and uh, yeah. Um,
1: don't but, worry about it. Yeah. Uh, as we all yeah. know, we're, we're coming to you live from the only universe that exists, uh, the universe where Britain is, of course, a republic, and mm-hmm. there's, a, there's the United States of Mexico, of course. Yeah. And uh, don't forget as well, um, President uh, – <laughs> I'm only
0: joking. We all know the president of the U.K. at this present moment time is James Corden. Um, yeah. he Lam, reign. Um, praise be the Corden.
1: Um, praise be the Corden. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to give the, our opinion on this episode, the uh, Army of Living People slash Happy Day finale. Yeah. Um
0: I I mean not not the button or anything, but personally to me, um, I think these were the most perfectly put together episodes I've ever seen. You Absolutely. Know, praise be to the writer James Corden. Um, he he put together this great uh put together uh, two part finale. Um, you know, let's not forget how great he is. You know, his, he he, he wants my his down that way if we if we if we praise him um, no um sorry uh, uh, um he 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 came into the room there but um
1: a gun pre- a cat gun
0: pray pre- please use change court no please
1: no <laughs> It's no. me, James Corden. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> Come <coming> with <laughs> me. You're going to my backseat karaoke. <laughs> uh... Well, I agree with you, David. And My favorite part of the episode was when they played the song for 10, which, of course, starts, well, I went to sleep today. And the world was a very calm place.
0: Hello? Hello. Hi.
1: Hi. Uh, um,
0: what's all this then? I'm um, I'm I'm uh, um, <laughs> sorry. I I just took away the, the lad who's in here. Um, I'm the uh, I'm kind of the armed sentry around here. I was just wondering what, what what this is all about. Um, is this is this uh, is this the BBC? this radio um am i am i on radio
1: <laughs> yes you are on radio this is the bbc which of course can we I, all know ex-
0: can, I, can i request a record while, while we're here yes um, um it, it, it's um it's by andrew lloyd weber
1: andrew lloyd weber who as we all know is the prime minister of the united states of mexico uh, yes. of course we have that all and right. we're gonna and we're gonna play it now
0: um, my name's Bruce Forsyth, by the way. Uh, yeah, Bruce, Brucey, Brucey. It's not a joke. It's my name. Didn't I do well? Um, don't, don't, don't make fun of my name. Cause it's not a joke. Um, I just googled it.
1: I get it now.
0: Uh, you, you get. I'm not on Google. Don't, don't, be, don't be, don't be daft. Um, but didn't I do well? Um, and yeah. Uh, sorry there's, there's a, a a wormhole up and up above me but I think I have to I think it's coming to get me um now that no neither, the ball time um is there a wormhole coming to get you too or
1: am I it, I am think I, it is I think it is coming to uh, get me too uh, 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 uh,
0: Well, that was weird. Uh, anyway, yeah. if anyone else wants, to, if so, hopefully we got all that because I, I there was a weird thing with Alistair there as well, our friend. Yeah. Um, so, if people want to check out more um, information on on uh, on anything, you know, say if wants to say if want to find out about like I don't know, um, this is a whole list of things. So feel free to button whenever I say. You, you find something I can, I can find for this I want to find more about like Film alchemist Alchemist, um, Brotherhood mm-hmm. uh, the best X-Files because I love the X-Files uh, some good Scooby-Doo episodes um, not necessarily in broadcast order but in any order and um, you know what, the MTV Movie Awards as well where could I find any of that, do you know?
1: Fun fact David, you can find all about those things at FriendlyMush.com where you can what? find podcasts on each of these subjects that's right that's really? absolutely right. Wow,
0: um, yeah, that's 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 insane. But anyway, uh, next time we will be wrapping up series two, and exclusively on Mike, revealing to you what a coward's hotspot really is.
1: Yes, and also our fan casts for series two. Oh yes,
0: well, just for <laughs> essentially just for David Tennant at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but yeah You will not Catherine believe What my book.
1: second pick is
0: um, Nor mine uh, But Off the gates Bruce Forsyth I don't know why That's on my mind right now I've never thought about him before But thank you